everyone so full disclosure here uh larry and i got a little carried away this week on the length of time we were hoping to record and uh so the interview with carson merck ended up at the end of the episode so we're releasing this as a bonus episode as well so it's the same interview that's at the end of this week's regular episode um but for your convenience it'll be in this handy little bonus episode so you can follow carson at uh, Carson A. Merck, M-E-R-K, uh, on Twitter. You can find him on dynamotheory.com and his website, switchingplaysoccer.com. So again, thank you to Carson for joining the podcast, and I hope you enjoy this chat that we had with him about Jose Escalante and Las Vegas Lights FC. Cheers. We're joined now with Carson Merck, someone we've been meaning to get on the podcast for a while now. I'm pretty excited to get to chat with you and get you down on the pod here. Carson, how are you doing tonight? Not too bad, man. I'm happy to, to finally make an appearance. <laughs> yeah, I think we've been talking about this for like two years at this point because um, you, of course, cover RGVFC, San Antonio FC's biggest rival, the, the in-state rival, so... We've uh, been meaning to get your perspective on that, and uh, what better time to do it than when one of RGV's uh, most notable players has taken his talents north uh, to San Antonio. So excited to make this happen. Um, let's let's start with Jose Escalante. Uh, kind of want to get your take on um, what kind of player you've seen Escalante be over the last couple years, and uh, uh, just kind of your general thoughts on him as a player for RGV uh, over the last few years. Yeah. And first thing I want to start out before I forget as a person, um, I actually talked to Jose today and I want to congratulate him and his wife, uh, Marseille on their first kid. Oh, um, they nice. had a son just, yeah, over the past couple of days. So that's um, definitely exciting times. They're, they're both great people. So I'm super happy for them as far as um, going into as a player. Um, He's definitely one of those guys that is a lot of action on the wing. Um, you see some of those guys in the USL that can really um, – he can really change the game when he's on his, you know, his A game. Um, pretty good pace. He's not, you know, blinding fast, but he's he's quick enough, um, good on the ball. I would say he's, he's tricky as far as shooting. He had a couple, including the one against San Antonio that was – um, kind of like, was it maybe a chip? Was it maybe a cross that went in? Uh, he had a couple of those this year, so he's uh, he's definitely creative when he needs to be, but he's he's a passionate player, again, as you saw him in the two um, San Antonio matches towards the end of last season. So um, as long as he's able to control, you know, the passion and, and don't let it kind of consume him, uh, definitely an exciting player and definitely a really good player. Yeah, I in the article I wrote for 210soccer.com, I kind of tried to balance those two themes as best I could because um, he's definitely, um, you know, it seems like he has a lot of passion and really cares about the game. Um, but, uh, you know, we've seen uh, maybe the, the worst side of that possible before. But um, I, I definitely don't hold that against him as a player. Like you... I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm guessing you wouldn't categorize him as a dirty player, right? No, I definitely wouldn't. He, he, like you said, it's always a balance in sports of 
you know, having passion, being, you know, a dedicated kind of fiery player. It's, it's always, you know, you're always kind of right there on the edge of, you know, one thing could kind of spark you over or, you know, it could be, you know, just having a bad day, you know, whatever the heck it is. Um, but no, I definitely would not call him a dirty player. I would call him a, a passionate player that, you know, sometimes that passion kind of, you know, maybe it goes a little bit over the edge, but I mean, nothing, nothing too crazy. We've seen worse in the USL over the last couple of years. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I try not to call, call the guys out too specifically, but over the last two years, we've had a San Antonio FC or pun, uh, San Antonio FC player punch someone and get suspended for a while. And, you know, there's, it's not uh, exclusive to teams outside of San Antonio is how I'll phrase it. So I'm, I'm excited to see him in the black and silver this, uh, this spring. Uh, I, I think he's a great addition from everything you've said and everything we've seen over the last few years, especially with Billy Forbes out there on the left wing, um, taking his talents out to Phoenix to, to play with Drogba. So uh, it sounds like a good fit from everything you said. I, I was curious if you had any insight on, why it didn't work out with Houston Dynamo uh, since he was technically on loan with Houston um, from my understanding. Do you know what happened there? Was, was it just a crowded position or, or kind of take us through that a little bit if you can? Yeah, it was interesting. So he was with Houston two years ago and with RGV as well. And then obviously last year was with Houston. Um, two years ago, I would say, yeah, he can probably – you know, find a spot there on the wing. Um, but in that case, it was managerial. It was, you know, kind of up in the air with Wilmer coming in. Um, this season, you also had the addition of Albert Elise and Romel Kyoto. So um, then I would probably tell you, probably not a spot for him to, you know, compete as far as um, a starter. Um, you could always, you know, he, he's definitely rotation level in MLS at this point. Um, he's still young and he's being on loan from Olympia. Um, I just don't think it made sense for him to stay with Houston if he's just going to be, you know, kind of a, a fringe rotation player in random matches and then kind of get loaned down from time to time to RGV. Um, it just seemed like the best move um, to go to a team where he can, you know, get consistent minutes. Like you said, with Forbes leaving, I know, like I said, I spoke to Jose today. And I know he's excited um, to, to get down there to, to San Antonio and um, really showcase that, you know, he was a little bit up and down last year. I think he'll be the first to say that. So I think he, he's looking forward to next season to be able to, you know, show he's, he's a, can be a dominant player consistently rather than just kind of in spurts. Now, obviously we kind of met on Twitter because you wrote about RGV for uh, Dynamo Theory, but you, uh, unless this has changed since the last time we talked, you're based in Las Vegas. Uh, is that correct still? Yep. Yeah. Still correct. It, back in uh, Las Vegas, I was I was back in my home of Ohio for a couple weeks over the holidays. But yeah, back here in Vegas and still still with Dynamo Theory, and then um, yeah, now covering the lights for for switching play soccer, my own site. Yeah. So I I definitely want you to be able to plug everywhere where you are because like a lot of us USL guys, you're kind of all over the place in multiple places. Um, which is cool. But I, I wanted to talk about Las Vegas because it's a team that uh, I've been gushing over for the last couple of weeks. I um, have just been totally enamored with everything that that franchise has done. And from the outside looking in, 
a lot of the stuff they're doing seems like quote unquote, so Vegas. Like, is that kind of the take that you're getting as someone who actually lives there and knows the community or is it coming off as cheesy or authentic or can you kind of give us some insight about the lights out there? No, it's definitely coming off um, well. I would say there could be opportunities to be cheesy. Um, I, I think you can be cheesy in anything, but being trying to be too Vegas um, definitely could have come off as cheesy, but I think they've done it well um, as far as balancing you know, being cheesy and being, you know, being cool. Um, I would say it's more cool than anything. Um, some teams, obviously, we have, you know, the Golden Knights here now, um, number one in the Western Conference. So shout out to the Knights. <laughs> there you go. Um, and they're, you know, they're Vegas, but they're not like Vegas, Vegas, like the lights are. They really embrace the city. Um, obviously, bringing Chalice in as the manager, you're, you're really, you're saying, okay, we're Las Vegas. We're going to embrace that rather than, you know, throughout the past, it's kind of been a almost taboo of, yeah, you know, we're Vegas, but do we really want to embrace fully like the craziness that Vegas is? Um, so yeah, they've, they've done a great job. It's exciting. Um, tons of people are excited. They're probably the person that's most excited is their owner, um, Brent Lashbrook. He's been, as people in soccer are kind of all over the place with soccer. He was helped start up Orlando city um, he's worked in the USL. He's he's just worked all over the place. If you talk to him for five minutes, um, you're sold. I talked to him a couple months back, and he was kind of giving me the rundown on everything. And I was like, dude, I was already on board with what you were doing here, but <laughs> now I'm 110% on board. He's um, he's just a super energetic guy, and he really knows how to make it work. So it looks like uh, it's going to be exciting. And then, again, um, for – you know, primary soccer fans, we, we know what good soccer is. For the casual fan, which obviously you're trying to get out to a match as well, um, they have promised a very attack-friendly style, which, you know, the casual soccer fan doesn't want to go and see a really, you know, strategic nil-nil draw. Um, they would love to go see like a 7-0 win or, you know, 4-3, <laughs> just, you know, really crazy goal-scoring numbers. So I think the fact that um, they're willing to say, okay, we're going to go forward. And then, like I said, with Chalice being the manager, he's he's a crazy guy. So it uh, should be very entertaining at the least. I I do not claim to know Vegas at all because I really haven't gone off the strip other than to visit a specific type of shop that I couldn't find on the strip. Um but when I was there pretty recently, I feel like I couldn't walk two feet without seeing Golden Knights merch, um, like just everywhere, which is really cool. Um, and so one of the criticisms that I've heard a lot about Las Vegas is they're not even a sports town. But are you kind of getting that vibe now that you have the hockey team, you're getting the soccer team, and of course the NFL team uh, next year? Yeah, and then actually also a WNBA team, which I, I would not lie to you at all i'll all right. probably never go to a game but they're gonna be here too um actually, actually from san antonio from San Antonio, yeah <laughs> yeah um i would say it, it definitely has the feel of more of a sports town and then being from myself from northeast ohio i grew up in that so you know Cass browns indians um with the lights i think they're they're definitely obviously a sports team but what they're also trying to embrace when people go to vegas Nine times out of ten, when I ask them what they're doing, they mention going to a show, um, whether it's, you know, the Michael Jackson show, whatever it is. Right. So I think the lights are really trying to do that. They're like, hey, not only are we a sports team, going to be a show, we're going to have, you know, fun entertainment at the games. 
Um, the colors are great. The logo is great. It's very, you know, unique, very Vegas, like you said. So um, definitely feeling like a sports town, and they're definitely kind of embracing the, you know, entertainment side of things as well. And Carson, I want to make sure that people know where to find you and where to find your work. So obviously, I know you were with Dynamo Theory covering RGV. Uh, are you still going to be doing that this year with Las Vegas coming in? Or where are you going to be in 2018 where people can find you? Yeah, I'm definitely going to still be with my uh, my RGV guys, the Dynamo Theory, uh, the Bullet Horn. Um, once a week, usually on Wednesdays, I'll put out an article in case something you know, crazy happens or have a special feature of an interview or something. And then um, switchingplaysoccer.com, um, like I said, my own site. Um, that site is kind of twofold. It's going to obviously cover the lights directly. And then also outside of that, um, I've always been a person that's interested in, you know, sports, but also people outside of sports. So I try to get some interesting angles um, on player features. So that is players all over the U.S. So I've had, um, you know, the opportunity to talk to a lot of those guys and hear some of their backstories and um, learn some real interesting stuff that's almost you know soccer you know related or adjacent but uh, yeah so you can catch me switch and play soccer and then uh, dynamo theory for almost three years now four years now i'm getting old (laughs) and of course on twitter at carson a merk m-e-r-k and we'll have links to all of those sites uh, in the description of the podcast. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever, just scroll down to the description of the episode and you'll be able to click to go to those sites. Um, but Carson, thanks for, for joining us, man. Hopefully this isn't the only time this year we get to chat. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's no, like, it's not. Like too quick. <laughs> no, yeah, it sounds good. I'm definitely looking forward to the season getting started and, um, and it's probably a different expansion team being announced every couple of days. It's, it's pretty pretty intense. Uh, I'm actually also looking forward to I've had a couple of USL riders. Uh, like you said, we have a pretty tight-knit group, and I've had a couple of them reach out like, hey, dude, I'm definitely coming to Vegas this year for a match. So, uh, yeah, everyone is welcome. Uh, we, can, we can definitely catch a match and then, then get some food afterwards and talk USL. I mean, there's there's a solid chance that I may make it out to a match this year. Uh, Larry, my co-host, and I have genuinely been talking about going out there. Just, you know, the city's so much fun. And, you know, have to grab soccer out there if it's available, right? It's part of yeah, no, no doubt about it. Well, Carson, thanks again, man. And we will uh, chat with you real soon. No doubt, Kyle. Have a good one, man.